Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Defining Your Life podcast, where we focus on living in our purpose, practicing presence, and activating our power in each moment. I'm Marsharelle, your resident pep talk provider, and I invite you to join me as we continue to learn, lift each other up, and strive to level up together. Because we are never finished defining our lives, and it takes a village, so let's build one. Stay tuned for the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15. Can you believe that? (laughs) That number may sound small to you, but it's definitely big to me. And if you haven't noticed, I'm celebrating all wins, big and small. That's just the type of energy that I'm on. Um, And you should do the same. I'm encouraging you to do the same. But for 14 weeks straight, I have shown up been consistent and shared with you all, even when life may have tried to get in the way or an excuse may have tried to creep up in my mind. I've been here with you all for almost four months straight. That's kind of crazy to me. <laughs> if you, you might remember early on when I talked about how I struggle with consistency. So the fact that I have continued to show up here has shown me otherwise. And I'm just so excited about that. I'm grateful and it feels good to show and prove that I am capable of something other than what I have convinced myself to believe about how I show up and follow through. I hope that you all feel inspired as you join me each week. I won't stop saying it. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Anyway, I hope that you had a productive week a follow through and simply basking in the fact that you have the privilege and the freedom to work toward the things that matter most to you. I pray that you will continue pushing forward and investing in yourself by way of follow through. It's so rewarding. And don't forget, if you find yourself off track, just get back on. No matter the day, the week or the hour, Don't complicate it. Keep pushing because either way, life is going to go on. So why not spend that time working towards something that feeds you? Now, today I want to change up pace just a bit. We spend so much time on internal reflection, but I figure we should spend some time chatting about how our external environment affects our mindset as well. Sometimes the clarity that we are searching for doesn't come from clearing out the internal alone, but also taking the time to focus on the external. How do our homes, our personal spaces in general, your your office, your car, wherever, how do these spaces affect how we feel? Have we created spaces that leave space for us? What breathes life into you in your spaces? tell you what breathes life into me. You can probably guess what it is. (laughs) It's plants. Okay. And my husband often teases me about how I got on the pandemic plant train along with everyone else. But plants started to mean something to me some years ago. That plant love came from my grandma Rose. And while she probably wouldn't have identified it as such, She was, by all accounts, a minimalist. 
but what she always had were plants. Open and airy and spick and span, nothing was ever, and I do mean never ever, (laughs) out of place at Rose's house. I'd go to her house and there wouldn't even be garbage in the can. And I'm like, how is this even possible? (laughs) Well, my grandmother didn't hold on to a lot of things. And everything that she owned had a place. And so now when I look back, I realize there weren't really a lot of distractions in her spaces. I'd go in and I would be able to focus. If there was a picture on display, I was able to concentrate on who was in the picture, when it was taken, the story behind it, all the little details, you know, instead of being overwhelmed by how many pictures there were and never appreciating the value of a story in a single image. And while there weren't many tchotchkes on display, there were the plants that breathed life into her space, making the house a home. Now, I'm no minimalist either, not even by a long shot, but what I have come to realize and am currently working through is the importance of curating a space that leaves space to breathe while also being filled with life and in the words of Marie Kondo, sparks joy. Our homes are multifunctional. They're for rest, dining, relaxation, work of some nature, bathing, you know, basically every facet of life. So to disregard the great impact that this space has on our overall well-being is doing a disservice to us. An article on medium.com quotes Lindsay T. Graham, PhD, as saying, our homes can be incredibly important tools for shaping our daily experiences. I 100% agree. You want clarity of mind or a boost in productivity? Assess your living space. Your home is where you begin and end your day. Shouldn't we do what we can to create a space that makes us feel good about how we get started and how we finish? Sometimes we can get caught up in treating the things that we do not have access to as more luxurious or special than what we do have. Is it because those things aren't accessible? Hmm. But don't we want things that we love to be accessible to us? Maybe we just have to treat what is accessible as special so that we can look at those things in a new light and create a life of luxury in our day to day, in our homes. We are all special, all of us, and we don't need someone to tell us that something that's just out of reach or maybe completely out of reach is the superior thing that will bring value to our lives. Now, I do like fancy things from time to time, not going to lie, especially food. But what I'm saying is don't spend your time waiting until you get that fancy thing to embrace feeling luxurious and creating amazing experiences for yourself regularly. You decide what luxury is and what brings value to your life. It's your standard and it doesn't need to look like anyone else's. 
I was listening to a podcast called Affirmations for Black Girls, and the host and her friend were chatting about daily luxuries, which I loved. You know, those little things in your day-to-day life that make you feel really good. And also the importance of not holding on to the good stuff for a special occasion. Like today is that special occasion, right? You got up, you did what you needed to do. You're here. So use your things now. Don't let them collect dust. Treat yourself to and wear, right, that fancy loungewear because it's going to make you feel great after a long day at work. And why hold on to it for a vacation that's three months away from now? Enjoy it now. So the moral of this story is (laughs) don't overlook opportunities to be intentional about your space because what you are really doing is being intentional about making sure you are set up to feel and be your best outside of the home, right? But it starts at home. So how can you curate a space that helps you be the best that you can be? For starters, remove the clutter. Now, you may not be next up on an episode of Hoarders, but when you look around your home, your space, How do the things in it make you feel? Do you feel frustrated because you can't find a place for some of them? Do you feel nothing because they evoke no emotion in you at all? Do you feel joy or sentiment? It's definitely worth asking yourself. When we want to get clear and focused, our energy is not just tied up inside us in our thoughts, but also in the tangible physical things that surround us each day. Christine Platt, also known as the Afro-Minimalist, has some interesting thoughts around our attachment to things. I'm going to leave a link to her TEDx talk in the show notes because I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, And she's also my IG friend (laughs) in my head. Anyway, next, I would say retain what matters. This isn't about purging until there's nothing left. If it's yours and it adds value, it may be worth holding on to. But if you can walk past something every day for a year and not see it, you should definitely let that go. I'm exaggerating, maybe, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, determine what the value is. Perhaps it's more worthwhile to let it go. And then recreate in-home experiences that bring you joy. Is it a fancy spa-like bath experience? Fancy plateware that remind you of your favorite restaurant? Be creative. Whatever it is, it should excite you and make you feel as special as you are. I think these words from Oscar de la Renta sum up what I'm trying to say just right. He says, luxury to me is not about buying expensive things. It's about living in a way where you appreciate things. So to recap, one, let it breathe. Leave space to appreciate the things that you love in your space. Less may feel like more because everything that you have will matter. Two, Marie Kondo it, okay? No matter how many things you may have, Make sure that they all spark joy. 
Keep reassessing and eliminating items until everything that you own sparks joy. I'm working on that right now. And finally, live luxuriously. Treat yourself at home (laughs) with items and experiences that make you feel elevated. Let me ask you, how would you like your home to make you feel? And what steps are you going to take this week to get there? Remember, these changes can affect how you feel and therefore operate overall. So make home a place you want to be. Thank you so much for listening. If what you've been hearing is beneficial to you, enjoyable, whatever, don't forget to review, subscribe, and share the pod. I can't wait to chat with you all again next week. Take care until then.